All right, we're here with Tracy Lampley. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Tracy. No problem, anytime. All right, um, got some questions for you. Uh, what you have several nicknames. When you came in at USM, I, I think they said your nickname was Pound, and then of course everybody called you Lamp. What do you go by? Um, once I came to college, you know, everybody started making the transition to calling me Lamp. Fedora had gave me that um, name, but coming into college. Um, my hometown had named me Pound, which my uncle gave me Pound. It was calling me Pound Puppet due to the fact that I had uh, jobs like a Pound Pound Puppet when I was a little kid. And uh, once I got older, you know, they stopped calling me um, Pound Puppet. They just started calling me Pound. So once I got to college and everything, and Fedora just started calling me Lamp, and everybody around campus, you know, around the Southern Miss fan base just took just um, just took that and ran with it. You know, just started calling me Lamp, and I embraced it, and I loved it. How did you how did you first get into the game of football? Well, when I first got into the game of football, it was like, you know, playing in, in the backyard with older friends and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I realized that I was pretty good because I was playing with them and I was making touchdowns. I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this game. But truth be told, basketball was my first love. And, you know, I was just good at football and just played it because the rest of my friends played it and, and the sky was the limit. You know, I just kept playing it, and fortunately, I've been truly blessed by the game of football. So, well, I guess you uh, you played your high school ball at uh, Wayne County, had some success there. Tell us a little bit about your, your high school game days as a War Eagle. Um, as a War Eagle, you know, one of the best opportunities that God could ever bless me with, you know. Uh, football, football country, uh, football community. Uh, winning tradition, and um, as I was coming in, you know, they had won a, a couple of state titles, and I just wanted to carry that tradition on and leave that place better than I found it. And I think I did a pretty good job, you know, of leaving that place better than I found it for the next generation that was coming after me. And I just wanted to, to uphold a tradition there, you know, that, and there was something that installed in me that I, that's what I wanted to do, and I did a good job for the kids that was coming behind me and give them better opportunities by by paving the way for them. Did, didn't you start all four years uh, in high school? I did. Um, actually, I moved up uh, the middle of my ninth grade year. You know, um, didn't start right away, but eventually I got into the starting role, and, and ever since then, it's just been history. Uh, towards the end, I guess, towards the end of your tenure at Wayne County, you started getting some attention. You started getting some offers uh, from uh, a few schools in the region, UAB, Mississippi State. What made you choose Southern Miss? Um, well, for Doyle and Coach Darryl Wyatt, uh, uh, made me feel like I was I really appreciated as a ball player. And they gave me the blueprint of what to do. And they made me feel wanted when they were recruiting me. And, and they said, I offense, you know, I, I, I fit their scheme perfectly. So, therefore, I had to weigh my options out and, and I choose Southern Miss, and ever since then, I just it's just been home for me. And I came, and we had some great memories, you know, and we did a lot of things that a lot of people thought we couldn't do. And well, that's a memory that I cherish forever. And Southern Miss was embraced me, and I embraced the fan base, and we all it's just all a family now. Most most definitely, yeah, you are always one of my favorite players. Um, yes. Your freshman year. You made an impact right away. I think you were the yeah you were the first player in Southern Miss history to score touchdowns via rush, reception, kick return, and punt return. 
I was really hoping they'd uh, let you get to throw one in before all was said and done. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Uh, I remember a lot of people brought that to my attention. And plus, I was like a little guy from Wayneburg, Mississippi, um, setting the record like this. Wow. And I got to give credit to my teammates, too, you know, guys that made some blocks for me and everything. And, because I couldn't have did it by myself. Without those guys out there making good blocks for me and everything like that, you know, that's wrong you lose for those touchdowns. It all worked hand-to-hand, so I, I can't take the credit all by myself. But, you know, it, it's an honor to be the first guy in Southern Miss history to do that four different ways. So, hey, it's something it just be like that. But I embrace it, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful. Also, that freshman year, I think you wore the number three, and then you switched to the number one. What right, the, right. What was the significance of that? Um, well, it was due to the fact that I started starting on the on the special team a little bit more. So me and a guy named Cameron O'Neill had the same number, and he was starting also, and he was an upperclassman. He was like, well, I'm not changing my number. The rookie got to change his number. So I had no choice. I wasn't mad. I just wanted to play and contribute to the team and keep the – Keep the success rolling. So, hey, I was open for it, and we just kept it rolling. You know, I think Seymour wears the number one. Right. When I was when I was uh, when I was in college, Seymour wore the number four. I think it's oh, like wow. the, the greatest to ever wear the number four in Southern Miss history. Right. If, uh, <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, so uh, Brett. Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre and Jamie Arrington. But That's mainly, right. mainly Brett Favre. Yeah, I gotta really give him credit. Uh, you saw your uh, your sophomore year, you got banged up a little bit, but you still had a pretty solid year. And then your junior year is when you really started getting a lot of attention. Um, you know, I was I was thinking back to some of the the plays of that junior year, and one that really sticks out in my mind is we were playing against Virginia. You know which play I'm talking about? Right, the third and like twenty two. Yes. It pretty much sealed the deal on the game. Uh, going into the game, Coach Harrison had put that play in for me, like a little screen play, you know, said we're going to hit him with this. The DNs like to get up field and rush. So we had we had the perfect scheme, had a call. And um, in that situation, we had hit it with him early in the game. And uh, so that play had came. It was like third and 22. He was like, I don't have no play in my playbook that we can get a first down. So he had put faith in me that he called his play. So when he called it, hey, the guys made great blocks and kick out blocks, and I just called it. And I think Dayland just took our run to connect that sealed the game for us. I think one of the another another great performance that year was against uh, the Memphis Tigers, the final home game of that season. Uh, you had a 44 yards rushing, 160, uh, 116 yards receiving, including a 40 uh, 49 yard touchdown reception off a of flea flicker. All right. Uh, that was. Uh, I think you had a pretty good game of uh, returning the ball as well. Uh, not returns. Uh, is this correct? Um, then you move on to, I guess, the biggest game of, of your career, the uh, the conference championship in Houston in 2011. Right. The play that sticks out in my mind in that game, I think it was a it was a pass. Uh, Austin threw you a pass. You took it down the sidelines and then made like a Reggie Bush s play to get the ball over the goal line. Right. Right. What yes. was it? Uh, I, 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 
remember the exact play you're talking about. And that's a play we had in our system. Either, either I had an opportunity to flare, but if man coverage, I had to run the wheel route. So I seen the guy chase the receiver inside, and I knew it was man. So I knew the linebacker was going to be on me. And I know and I know in America, there's no linebacker going to cover me out in space. So AD made a good read, put it in my hands, and I had enough um, – Football, I couldn't know where I was, and like, I knew the guy was going to try to push him out of bounds. So I just dove. I was close by the end zone, and when I stuck the ball, ball out, and I, I was not going to be denied from getting in the touchdown. Once I get close to the touchdown, I'm going to get in. So I just dove out and just made a play for the team and, you know, just just helped my team uh, come up with a good win. You know, nobody in the world gave us a chance that game, and we just wanted to shock the world. And we all played like MVPs, even though that my name was singled out as an MVP, but – I, I got to give credit to my teammates, too, because they play like MVPs as well. We all played together in the results show. What was it like being there? I mean, you were. what was it like to you? How, what did it mean to you to be named the MVP in one of the biggest games in our school's history? I mean, it, it meant everything in the world to me because I knew I was playing with some great guys out there on that field, you know, such as Jamie Collins, that's a guy that's with the uh, New England Patriots right now. You know, won a Super Bowl. I was playing with Austin Davis, currently with the Cleveland Browns. I was playing with Lamar Holmes, playing with the Atlanta Falcons. So now I'm with the Detroit Lions. And I was playing with Kyrie Thornton, you know. Uh, a lot of games, a lot of guys that, you know, that I probably forget the name, but a lot of guys that had opportunities in the NFL right now. And I was playing with those guys. And for me to have my name singled out, that I knew I had did a, a great performance, you know, to help my team with success. And for them to give me that honor was just but just a, a humbling experience. I was like, I was at awe at the fact that, hey, I look at Wayne Wainberg just on the biggest stage of his career, just won the MVP. Like, wow. I mean, most definitely. Hey, you did you room with Jamie Collins? Yes, we were roommates um, four years in college together. Hey, so you guys had a pretty good relationship, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we we, we do. We, we know we we became like brothers, you know, across them five years. I mean, four years and. And living together and being together daily and going through the grind together. And we had a, a chance to just share some interesting stories with each other about life and just, you know, just building the bond that I think nobody can break. Well, from your, uh, you, you went from the, the highest of the highest to the, I guess, the lowest of the lows with your, your senior year. And I, you know, I, I know you're not going to say, I'm going to say this. None of this was your fault. Um, right. there were some decisions made that, that, uh, that really, uh, you know, set the program back in a lot of ways. But, the, you know, I was thinking about the highlights of that year, and I remember the Nebraska game. And it, we were down two touchdowns. That was the first game of the season. And all of a sudden, here you are taking the kickoff back for 100 yards for a touchdown. Get this back cool. into the game. What What was that like? Right, well, when I was on the sideline, I told the guy, we were down 14-0. And I was like, this game is not over, guys. Uh, we just needed, needed one one opportunity to answer, answer, answer the challenge that they gave us, even though we got down 14-0. And I knew that any time, any moment in the game, that a special team play can can, can um, get you right back in the game. So that's, that's what I specialize in, making big plays in special teams. So I told the return, you know, like, hey, no matter what they kick the ball to, I'm I'm finna bring it out. I'm finna, I'm finna do something. So y'all just make some blocks. I said, well, I'm 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 a, I'm gonna do something. So the guy kicked the ball off, and I caught it. And the guys made some great blocks, some great blocks that opened me up, and I just hit it full speed running and put us right back in the game. And shortly after that, Dominique Sullivan came and with a touchdown, and we right back in the game, 14-14, just like that. 
And um, that game just got away from us like that. That whole season really got away from us. But I, I will say that God put that situation on us to see how tough we really were. And that that season really humbled, humbled me to the fact that, that you got to appreciate every opportunity that you get in life dealing with from football or just life, period. That night, take nothing for granted because as quickly God gave us the comfort of the P, it quickly showed us that we can be at the bottom if we don't cherish and give him the honor for it. So I think that that made me a better man today. Oh, absolutely. Well, after college, after you graduated, uh, you had a you had a brief stint in professional football. Right. Is that the Canadian uh, football league? Yeah, I, w- I went to the Canadian league um, for a little while, and I fell off in the number system, and they 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 released me and told me to stay by the phone. They'll give me a call back and stuff like that. But I felt like if that really gave me a true true opportunity to showcase what I can do, I would be still playing probably in the NFL right now today. But, hey, sometimes God just take you down a different path. You know, you just got to sit there and pray and tell God to show you the way he wants you to go. It's not always going to go the way that you want it to go because it's not just the way life works. And I thank God is truly blessing me, you know, put me at Law High School to become a coach and help those guys get to South State and help those guys win a, a state championship. And, you know, just, just, just blessing me to be a blessing to others uh, that's following my path at a young age and trying to do what I did to get – they opportunity with the NFL or Canadian League. And by me being able to give them feedback, I think God just placed me there for a real good reason. I just got to sit back and just watch God work through me. I agree. I agree. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, that uh, we all thought you should have gotten an opportunity. And, uh, you know, but like you said, you've, you've, you've come away uh, come away from the whole situation a better person. You know, you like you said, the past three seasons, you have been an assistant coach for the Laurel Golden, Golden Tornado, Tornado eh, for the Laurel Golden Tornadoes. What was it like transitioning from from player to coach? Oh, it was hard. It was hard. It was a, <laughs> it was a battle because I knew I knew my heart was still wanting me to play, and I just had enough intangibles about myself to be able to transition to the coach. But at the same time, I was just hoping for a phone call like every day, like to just. Hey, Trace, we want to bring you in for a workout. Hey, Trace, we want to sign you to the roster or something like that. But the opportunity never came. And, yes, it was frustrating at time. But, hey, I had to really just get back my relationship with God and just realize, hey, that this might be what God wants you to be at right now, to be a blessing to others. Because if I never play another down today, God did so much for me that I, I can't even be mad. That's why I told my kids one day, I was like, if I never play again, man, God has truly blessed me with the game of football. You know, I got a degree. Um, I got a job, I got a little girl, you know, life is good. It might not be the way I want it to be, but, hey, God's still the uh, leader of my life, and he's, he's truly blessing me because it could be worse. And I'm just honored to be in the position that I am now. And the transition was, was – it was hard, but now I look on it now, it was all worth it. You seem like you just have a genuine love for the game of football and being around it. Uh, It's, it's my passion. And, you know, I think – that's what God destined me to be, you know, a football player slash coach. And now that I'm in the coaching role of it, that I look at things from a whole totally different point of view now. You know, uh, just mainly when I was a kid, age, a coach telling me that I need to do it this way because this way might mess you up in the long haul. Uh, you make a decision today that you might not see it. It might not affect you right now. It might not affect you next week. But laying on down the life when you get a family, that decision you made 20 years ago affect you right now. 
and I'm in that phase now because I done been there, done that, that I can try to give them that advice. And now I, I'm getting through to them, but some of them you still just got to work and, and just let them bump their head sometimes. Then they come back to you like, Coach, I see what you were saying. I'm sorry. I'm here now. You know, that's what it's all about, saving life. One of the biggest gets for uh, Coach Hobson in his first signing class was a player you were very familiar with. Tell us a little bit about Keon Howard. Oh, Keon Howard is a, is a, a truly, truly amazing kid. Uh, God-fearing young man, very respectful, very humble. Uh, work ended out the out the roof. Uh, that was a big that was a big sign for um, USM in the local community. You know, uh, get the fans base back up from the law area and stuff like that. And he, he can come down there and and help the program keep this tradition rolling because the tradition that we have at Southern Miss is it's a championship tradition and it's it's gonna get back to the opportunity. I think USM made a, a great hire with Coach Jay, uh Coach Hobson and he makes some great um great coaches um around him that are gonna keep the tradition going and he's he's signing players that's that's in their backyard to make this program reach their highest potential and signing Keon is one one of his main goals and he got the job done, and so Keon need to come in and just just be willing to learn, be coachable, uh, which he would have no problem with being coachable. Uh, just come in and learn how to play football the correct way, and he, and the sky uh, is through the roof for that kid. You've kept up with the Golden Eagles. What are your thoughts on what the team has been through and where they are now? Uh, my thoughts now is that I've been through the struggle, so it, it, it's nowhere – to go butt up, and they had some success. Now they just got to finish. They got to finish the fight. They backs were against the wall. They came out swinging. So now they winning in a couple of rounds, and they just got to keep it, keep it together, keep playing for each other. And and the coaches and all got to got to be got to be one one mind, one goal, one body, one spirit, and keep that thing rolling. And I think that we got we got what it takes to do that right now. So. We'll be back to some Southern Miss style football soon. What did it mean to you to wear the black and gold? Oh, it meant everything in the, in the world. I don't think I have the, the exact words to describe it, man. And it just it just means everything in the world to me to wear that black and gold, man. It, it, it's in my blood now. You know, I get mad when people say something about my school because when you love something, it, it becomes your, like a like a family to you. And that's my passion. So it means totally everything to me to put that black and gold on. And, you know, the last time I put that black and gold on in rock, man, it was it was one of the hardest games I ever ever could have played, you know, knowing that was my last time in front of the fans and putting that black and gold on, man. It really brought tears to my eyes. Well, you know, I can say you were a joy to watch, uh, like a human highlight reel. Always brought some excitement to the stadium. Very glad that things are going well for you and wish you nothing but the best. Oh yeah, um, I knew um, that people spent their hard-earned money to come see us play. So I wanted to wanted to get them their money worth by every time I touch the ball. I want to do something exciting for the uh, for the fans and, and and just make opportunities, make plays, and, and just have fun at that. Show people that uh, that you can that a young adult can play a little kid game and have fun with it. Don't be so frustrated and just enjoy the moment because God bless us. Every Saturday step on that field, so I was just want under him. For giving us, giving me that opportunity, and just play the ball, play the game the right way. Well, it was a treat having you on the podcast today, Tracy. Thank you so much. We'll do it again sometime soon. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. So the miss to the top. Yes, sir.